This is the Assumption Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. When dawn breaks, mercies arise. Assumption Church is a Roman Catholic community under the care of the Franciscan Friars Conventual of Our Lady of Angels Province. It is a community of faith which is active in service and its ministries bring the gospel message of peace, reconciliation, and love to Syracuse and all of central New York. Your glory here among us, great is our hope. Good morning again. I can't stand being up there because I feel like I'm on top of a stage in front of everybody. But today, our Liturgy of the Word, all the readings we heard, at first kind of feel and kind of look like a mismatch of readings. Because we're accustomed to hearing from Isaiah both in Advent and in Lent. Then, in our second reading, we have this opening piece from an actual letter, as if we had opened a letter that was addressed to somebody else, and we started reading it. And it doesn't necessarily tell us a whole lot other than Paul's official greeting to its recipient. And then in our gospel, we have another scene from the beginning of the ministry of Jesus interacting with John the Baptist, which is really kind of a recapitulation of what we heard last week. All of these readings somehow come together to guide us as a church into what our mission and ministry is supposed to be. And at first, like I said, it seems like they're a little disjointed because each one of those readings was written for a very particular audience, for a very particular situation that was not Syracuse, New York in the year 2020. That reading from the second section of Isaiah is particularly written to the Hebrews, to the early Jews, in exile from Jerusalem. That poem, that song of the suffering servant, was intended to be heard by people who were away from their homeland, in exile, in slavery, and beginning to lose their faith in their God. That second reading, that letter, was written by St. Paul to the church of Corinth. And if you go to Corinth, you can see that the people of Corinth that converted from paganism to Christianity maybe didn't accept it right off the bat. They were baptized, they became Christian, but there was a long period where their lifestyle had to catch up with what they believed in. They were still somewhere between pagans and Christians. That gospel reading was intended for second century Jews who were converting from Judaism to Catholicism in the Greek-speaking world, converting to Christianity. But yet, the church continues to proclaim and to read these readings because there's a deeper meaning for all of us in our current present time and place. And I think that meaning is what all of those authors 
we're trying to bring to fruition. The concept that we still have continuity with the past, but propulsion into the future. Throughout the early writings of our church, particularly in certain gospels, Jesus is portrayed as a second Moses. Jesus is portrayed as the son of David, which he is. And because of that, we're trying, the authors are trying to illustrate that everything that was promised by the prophets to the kingdom of Israel came to fruition and fulfillment in the person of Jesus Christ. That in that full revelation, which we celebrated at Epiphany, we see the fulfillment of everything in the past that was promised. But yet, that's not enough. It's not enough just to have everything fulfilled. Because once it is fulfilled, we see with the baptism of the Lord and today with the descent of the Holy Spirit that there's an immediate propulsion into the future, into something new, into something different. If that propulsion and forward movement wasn't there, none of us would be sitting here. We would have gathered Friday night at our local synagogue, or we probably would be worshiping one of the other pagan religions of Western civilization. Without that forward movement, without that propulsion, without that change in ministry and mission, Christianity would not have evolved. So from our very foundations, we are a people of faith who are constantly struggling to have continuity with the past, yet forward propulsion into the future. And I believe for us in the 21st century, that is the very definition of evangelization. That is the very definition of what our mission as church is supposed to be. We are a people of faith with continuity to the past, to our tradition that has preceded us, yet we constantly strive to propel it forward, to find new ways to communicate it to a changing world, to take those same truths that we hold as eternal and bring them to a world that has changed. That's the mission that we have as Christians. And I believe this weekend, all of our readings are given to us to bolster and to emphasize our role in doing that. That it is not a static event. It's not something passive that just happens. But rather, as Jesus was commissioned by the Holy Spirit to go forth in ministry, each one of us are commissioned to do the exact same thing not necessarily in the exact same way or in the same perhaps path Jesus took, but each one of us are commissioned in a unique way to contribute to that forward propulsion. It's in this celebration of the Eucharist, perhaps where we see that continuity to the past, the most and the most vibrant, because it's that memory of what happened on that cross in Golgotha that brings us to this Eucharistic meal. And when we celebrate that, 
when we share in that memory of the past, we receive the energy that we need, the grace that we need to be propelled into the future. So as we listen to these readings, as we celebrate this Eucharist, we contemplate how are we being called as God's church in the 21st century to take part in that propulsion, to help us move forward as a church into the future. In you are every day becomes eternity. Thanks for listening to the Assumption Church Podcast. To listen to more episodes, connect with us in our community, or join us for worship, please visit assumptionsyr.org.